0: Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Richard Holt. I I hope we come to the place, and I I think we're—I think we're there. Where if we felt to sing all morning, we just sing all morning. I think we're close. I think we're close. And the best, the very best thing we could do is just let the Spirit guide the service all day long and just fit into what the Lord wants to do. We would we would drink the fullest. You know, we're creatures of habit, unfortunately. We come to places we should do this and then we should do that. We need to just let the Spirit lead us. We're getting there. (laughs) We're getting closer. But we can just... Rest in that, of the Spirit of the Lord. Then, then we will be filled to the full. I just, I just, when you're singing there, you know, I just drink of that, you know. Just drink of what the Spirit is doing and it fills you up. It, it ministers in a way that nothing else can minister. He has, He has in His hands. He, He knows His sheep, you know. I don't know too much about farming or too much about sheep or anything like that. But a shepherd knows his sheep. A farmer knows his his livestock. He knows what they need. Uh and he he sees that they get that. And we have a shepherd that knows exactly what we need. And he is he is prepared to give us we're you know, <clears throat> sometimes the, the sheep can get a mind of their own and uh, the shepherd wants them to go there and for some reason they want to go over here and there has to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that sometimes to kind of get it into the right track but I'll tell you this morning I would have had no problem at all if we sang all morning if we just sang all morning I think you'd just come with your cup full so let let, let us learn to yield to the spirit entirely I'll tell you we have no agenda. We, we want to stand ready. We want to be prepared. We want to be able to flow with the moving of the Spirit. But our only agenda is the leading of the Spirit. Amen? Amen? That's true in our daily lives. You know, day by day. Uh, we want the Spirit of the Lord. We, we come up against situations. We don't know just exactly what to do. Let us just wait until we know what the direction that the Lord is leading. And he will lead us in the right path. And I'll tell you, you can see it coming. You can see it coming. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. I'd just like to... I know I won't be too long this morning. In fact, I'm just uh, thinking over a few things as the Lord has been moving in the services. Uh, day by day. And uh, I was thinking along the line, as was written in the, the book of Isaiah. So there, there's, Isaiah was a prophet. He didn't sit down and write things that he thought up. He wrote down the things that the Lord put in his heart. And it, it's remarkable, you know, for those who uh, read the scriptures. And that, I mean, I know we all read uh portions of the scriptures and but there are some that just kind of soak it up (laughs) you know they just sit there and they just drink of what this what the spirit has but you know when you when you spend time in the scriptures the thing that has been so uh impressive to me that you read in these these men that wrote like hundreds of years ago and it is alive and it is current it is valid uh, to our walk today, the Spirit of the Lord just has taken those words and it just fit right into our life. Speaks directly to our heart. And we need to just fill our heart with that. You know, it's, it, it, there's nothing wrong with just sitting down sometime and picking up the scriptures and read through the prophets, read through some of the scriptures and just let the Lord speak to your heart. Now those, those are living words. That's a, it's a remarkable thing. I, I kind of, You know, when you're younger, I guess, and thinking about these things and reading the scriptures, I've kind of wondered, you know, how in the world could a guy like 500 years ago write something that is so relevant for today, but it never gets out of date. It never gets out of date. And the Spirit is leading his people and seeing the fulfillment of these things as we walk and press on and enter into them. We're we're at a level of maturity here. I suspect we have a ways to go yet. <laughs> I do. I've got a ways to go yet. I know it. Uh, you know, you just need to have a little adversity pop up in your life, and all of a sudden, the panic, you push the panic button, you know. <laughs> you know, instead of just saying, okay, you know, the Lord understands. But we're coming. We're getting there. We're getting better. We're growing. We're growing up. I remember when our family was young, you know, that uh, these kids like two years old. Marie and I raising a family and they do stuff and I think, man, will these kids ever grow up, you know? (laughs) They grab a hold of the toilet paper and pull it halfway across the living room, you know, and someone's got to clean it up. But, you know, there is maturity. It does come. It is coming. I am sure, I am absolutely sure that the Lord, even this morning, looks over his flock and he is pleased I'm sure of that you know nobody for their odd departures from what the Lord has set before us you know we get things wrong sometimes there's no condemnation in that that's a learning process that's a learning process you bump into a wall and you just kind of go back and say okay well this is is the right way so let us not be discouraged when things get kind of have to get pushed back in another direction. Let us learn to walk and just know what it is to have the presence of the Lord in our daily walk. That's that's a real thing. That's not that's not something that is in the Bible and it will happen sometime. That's that's a real experience every day. Every day. I'll tell you I'll tell you a little incident. And I'm just this is getting a little bit off track here, but I'll just tell you a little incident, how how the Lord is kind of uh, uh, in our daily walk. I can remember, and I mean in a very real way, in a very relevant way, I can remember being in university and uh, having an exam coming up, and it was a difficult subject, being a little stressed by it. And uh, the the exam was Monday morning, early Monday morning. Uh, No, the the exam was uh, Tuesday morning. But there was a class Monday morning. I you know, I'm, I'm, I need to study. I'm not going to go to that class. And so I I got I, I studied on Monday morning, and I got to the class on Tuesday morning. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the exam and all this kind of stuff. And you go in, and you're a little bit keyed up about it because, you know, it's kind of critical. And you just hope you've kind of studied the right stuff. And I got into the exam room and flipped open the exam. You know how it is in the exam. You don't have time to, uh, kind of, well, we'll try this or try that or try something else. You kind of, kind of know it, you know, and do it. I, I opened the exam. There was five problems. Five, five problems. This was in thermodynamics. And, uh, I looked over the exam. Yeah, you know, if you, you know what that's like to say, okay, what can I do here? And, you know, make sure you get the ones done, you know, and, and leave the ones that you're not sure of till the end. I looked over five problems, and I could not say that I knew how to do one of these. The stuff that I thought would be on the exam was not, and the stuff that I studied was not what was on the exam, and out of these five problems, I didn't know. There was not one of them. I could just sit down and say, okay, I can do that one. So I've been praying before, (laughs) and you probably know what it is to pray before an exam. I just started on problem number one. You know, there's not time in an exam to kind of try this and try that. you got to know it. And I, I started on problem one, and it just, after a while, it just started to come together. And then uh, I went on to problem two and just kind of tried this, and then it, it started to come together. And all five problems went the same way. And at the end, uh, you, they're kind of confident, you know, that, you know, that, those were, that's how that should have been done, and I'll tell you, that was not Richard Holt doing any of that, that, that I had nothing to do with that, and, uh, when we were, when you we got our, the results back, it was a very good result, you know, uh, I knew that the Lord knew something about thermodynamics, for one thing, <laughs> but I knew, I knew also that he was there, he was there, he saw this guy, said, man, this guy's in trouble <laughs> so I don't know how, how that happens but he was there and uh, that that's, that's how he walks with us he's not waiting for us to come to heaven he wants to walk with us today right where we are right where we are and you can take anything to him you can bring any circumstance to him and he will he will be right there you know when you start to raise families and you have issues in raising your family he knows all about that he knows about that and he's interested <clears throat> I'd like to read in uh, Isaiah uh, this is uh, 58 I just kind of love this it's Isaiah was a prophet and uh, as he as he wrote he just wrote what the Lord gave him to say. There's no kind of uh, figuring out a message. He just wrote the prophetic word, and he recorded it there, and and uh, we have the benefit. And you know, I'll tell you this. This is one of these things that was written many, many years ago, many years ago, and his words are absolutely relevant today. They are relevant. So I'll just uh, read here maybe a few comments as we go through. But this is Isaiah 58, uh, verse 1. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily. You know, so the children of Israel, you know, when you read their history, there's a bit of on and off with them. You know, sometimes they get right down to business and walk with the Lord, sometimes they get a little overconfident and they kind of wander off. This was a time when they were kind of wandering off. And he says, Yet they seek me daily. They had kind of a religious process and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me of the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Where have we afflicted, wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, on the day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and smite, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast, uh, ye shall not fast as ye do this day. To make your voice to be heard on high. So they, they were seeking for things of their own interests. They weren't so much interested in what, what the Lord had to say. They wanted to make sure that the Lord knew what they had to say. <laughs> well, the Lord wasn't so interested in that, you know. He wants, He wants them to hear and to walk in His ways. But he, did He cast them off for that? No. He didn't cast them off for that. He corrected them. He he was he was involved in them. He got them uh, turned around. Is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his, afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to, to the Lord? And then he goes on to say. This is what he's interested in. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. And that ye break every yoke. And you know, that's as relevant today. We want to be absolutely set free from anything that's a hindrance in our life. He he doesn't say... Uh, to help them out a little bit, he says to break every yoke. What do you think he means by that? I think he means to break every yoke. To leave nothing that would stand in our way. There's no, there's no circumstance in our life that we can bring before the Lord and say, well, you know, that's just something that's out of, out of, you know, I can't do much about that. That will never be the case. He will move whatever has to be moved. To deal with the circumstances of our life. He has absolute authority of that. And I, I just love the way that the the scriptures say that. Uh, that ye break every yoke. There's two things about that. He says that ye, that you, break every yoke. As you walk with him, as you are dealing with things, and maybe not even in your own life. Maybe you're dealing with things in somebody else's life. He wants you to be involved in that, to release that, and set, set that, uh, whatever that circumstance is, set it in order. He is walking in your life for that purpose. He has the authority. You know, he could, he could do all of, uh, this work on his own. Has he chosen to do that? He has not. He has chosen to use vessels that in themselves would have no hope at all. We'd be probably at the bottom of the pile. (laughs) He has chosen us to work through us to do what he wants to do. We are co-workers with him. He places his hand upon upon you. And you can see it in these meetings. You know, when we prophesy, where do those words come from? Somebody think those up? I don't think so. We are hearing from the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Amen? Amen. Well, amen amen you know you folks need to go to Africa when you, when you say amen there's a shout I'll tell you and they want to keep doing it so yeah but that that's right that's right he wants to work through us to break every yoke and what do you think he means by every yoke every single yoke nothing nothing left untouched don't ever come before the Lord and think well you know this is a little bit out of reach it is not out of reach it is it is it is completely within his power within his will within his ability to break every yoke and set your feet on a right path <clears throat> when he's talking about a fast, uh, is not this the fast that I have chosen what I just uh, read there? <clears throat> he's not really talking about uh, you know taking a few days and stop eating. It's kind of a greater measure of commitment than that when he's talking about a fast. He's talking about dedication. when he wants when he wants us to fast, it means, The world and all of the enticing things that are, that are out there, some of those things maybe would fit in our life, some of them won't. But he wants to be, have a people that will separate themselves and walk where he wants to have them walk. And things that don't belong, just leave them, leave them behind. We do not have to have everything. We don't have to have the biggest house. We don't have to have the fastest car. Although you young guys may not believe that, but you don't really have to. (laughs) You don't have to. There is a place that's appropriate for us. I'll tell you, the Lord blesses his people. You will say, you walk in his path, and you will say that your cup is full and overflowing. You will know that from experience, but he will fill it with things of value. He may shut the door on things that really don't belong in your life. And don't waste too many tears about it. Just let it go. If you're feeling that the Lord has closed that door, just turn your eyes towards what he wants for you. There is a a fullness and a richness before us that we don't know much about even as yet, that he is moving us into. The treasures of his kingdom lie before us. Amen. He has prepared a place for us. You know? You know, there is there is a place that he says is for my people. Not because they're so great, not because they're so uh, able to achieve, not because they are so smart, but because he loves us. He gave his son for us. We could not achieve, so he gave his son for us to wipe whoops, sorry, wipe away our sin. And make the door open for us. And that door is open for us to enter in. Amen? Amen. 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 We have a loving, caring, heavenly Father that will do and has done everything necessary that we can enter in. Amen. Amen. James 1.27 says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep one's, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world—that's our responsibility. Uh, we have a place in the body; the Lord has placed us where He has placed us for a purpose, and He expects us as we are as we mature to fill that place, uh, to step up, and to fill the place that He has called us. So that we we can begin to fit into that place. But he has set before us things of great value. And he will want for us to walk the road that is before us and take possession of those things. There's probably something of a parallel between that and the children of Israel uh, going to their promised land. There's probably a pretty good parallel there. The Lord, the Lord told the children of Israel. Well, He told Abraham, and before there even was the children of Israel, you know, that He had things in store for them. And then He raised up a, a nation, uh, and He He watched over them. He let them go into captivity. You would think, you know, if God really loves me, I'd never have any trouble. I thought like that, you know. You know, if the Lord would really, really love me, I shouldn't be in these circumstances. But you know. He will he will allow what he allows because he is shaping and fitting a people that will be able to walk the road that's before them. I'll tell you this: your your circumstances, your experiences, will shape your your heart. It will shape your thoughts. Uh, I can remember being as a you know as a kid. You're just kind of interested with things that were fun and uh, things you love to do, and that kind of filled your life. I mean, you just, you know, life was good. (laughs) Go to the lake, you drive your car or whatever. But you know, it, it didn't continue like that. You know, life did not continue like that. Experiences came along and some were, some were very difficult. But I'll tell you, going through those things shapes, uh, who you are. And you have an ability to reach out to others Because you have, your life has gone through those experiences. You know something about those experiences. And you see someone in difficult circumstances and your heart just goes out to them. Amen? We know something about that. We know something about that. Yeah, and well, I read this, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. And, you know, that's that's easy to say, but I'll tell you this, after you have been into, into deep water a few times, your heart will just go out to those who are in need. It will just go out. It, your heart will melt for people who are in difficult circumstances. And we see that, you know. We know... Members of the body that are, that are suffering and there's a, there's a, just a flow out to that because there's a road we've been walking. I have given John 17 and 14, I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. And that's true. You know, as your life is shaped, uh, and you walk the way that the Lord is leading you, uh, you will not always fit in uh, to the various things that are go- going on in the world today. It's a little bit like the children of Israel in Egypt. They were in Egypt, but they were absolutely not any part of it. The Lord had a different destiny, and our our walk is like that. We're in these circumstances, but there are things here that we have no part of. We are we are walking a path that, in many ways, is separate. From a lot of the things that go on in the world. And uh I know young people, you probably heard that. You've probably heard it from your parents, you've heard it from your elders, and now you're hearing it from me, so <laughs> just be aware that you know, not everything that's out there uh is a place for us to be. And in Luke four and forty, now when the sun was setting, it's talking about Jesus. Now when the sun was setting, all that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him. And he laid his hands upon them and healed them. And you know, sorry, I I, I didn't get that exactly right. He laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And, And that's just kind of the thought that's in my heart this morning. His ministry was like that. It says that he healed them, everyone. Everyone. That means that none were left out. There, there wasn't some that he, uh, you know, he was not able to, to minister. And I think we are on that road. I think we are on that road. We are being raised to be able to minister and to deal with every circumstance. There'll be no circumstance uh, outside of our ability to deal with. It'll have nothing to do with our own personal strengths and weaknesses. It'll have everything to do what, with what's his mind and what's his what what's his anointing resting upon you, and and his direction. But his it is his mind that we break every yoke. In Acts, um, five twelve to sixteen, in the hands of the apostles. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and the and the rest durst and the rest durst no man to join himself to them, but the people magnified them. Believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both men and women, insomuch as they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds that at least the shadow of Peter, uh, passing by, might overshadow some of them. And there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Everyone. Everyone. That's that's the road. That's That's what is before us, that we break every yoke. Yes. Verse 7. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. I just wanted to point out the fact that, uh, when it says, that thou, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. It's not a matter of, uh, sending a note into the office here and say, you know, somebody over there needs some help. That's not how the Lord is, is laying it before us. He is saying, he will bring circumstances before us, and you will help. You will be the the minister that will will deliver those who are in need, uh, no matter what their circumstances are. And you're talking to uh, talking here about the about the poor, <laughs> the poor that are cast out. You bring them to, to your house. That, that doesn't take. Um, I don't know how to say that. That that doesn't take a great. Uh, Anointing—it doesn't take a great deal um, of—I don't know what you'd say—but feeling that the Lord's covering is there, His covering will be there. But it's very practical. And and what He is saying is, you see that poor person, you see that person in in need, you bring them to your house. That's that's not complicated. But the Lord—the Lord wants us to walk right there, you know, help. Help what's right there. And I'll just tell you a little example. <clears throat> we were in Africa with the brand and, uh, this is a few years ago now, <clears throat> but uh, we were in a traffic jam, which is not uncommon. We were coming out of the airport, and these traffic jams are just horrific. I mean, there'd be probably 100 cars, and all, nobody's moving anywhere. <laughs> we were stuck in this, and we're not happy about it. We were either going to catch a plane or trying to get to our hotel or something, and you're just stopped. And as we were sitting there uh this, there was a lady uh, walking between the cars and there was many cars there. Now woman was in rags I mean she wore rags. She was thin, elderly and she put her hand in through the window uh for us to give her something and uh, you know she I didn't see her coming and she put her hand in the window and then moved on. By the time I kind of realized the circumstances, she was gone. I mean, there's no way I could, any of us could have, could help her out of that. But those are not the things I felt, you know, I have felt bad about that ever since. You know, when that, when that woman crossed our path, her poverty should have ended right there. That, that, her circumstance should have ended right there. She 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 came to the place where we could have lifted her out of those circumstances. And I'll tell you, we can't just go out and just do this, do that. But when the Lord brings circumstances to us to be ministered to, they need to be ministered to. And I'll, I'll admit that I missed the mark on that one. But, you know, there are tremendous needs in the earth today. And he is raising up a body, not so that we can just have a good life and he can bless our homes and we, we look for that, but so that we can be ministers. He sees the condition of this world. His heart is, is yearning for those things to be ministered to. He is raising up a body that will be able to stand in Righteousness. To be administrators. He, he has, he has by design made it that way. He could have, he could have done these things at a word. At his word, he could have commanded it to be different. But by design, he has raised a body to deal with the issues that are in the earth today. That will stand with authority. Not just doing their own will, but walking under his headship walking in order, administering the wealth of his kingdom to meet the needs that are that are here in the earth, all around us, no matter what they are. There is no circumstance. There is no circumstance that exists today that he is not able to deal with and set it into order. He is raising up a body to rule and to take chaos and set it into order. And when it is done, Jesus Christ will be the head and his household will be in order. It will be in perfect order. There will be no sickness. There will be no disease. There will be no disorder. And that process is in in progress today. We We are on that road. This is not something at the back of the Bible that it's nice to read this might happen sometime. This is today. He is raising up a body to walk under His headship, with authority, with righteousness, to walk in the order that He has set. What you have learned, what you have sat, you know, in your local churches, what the Lord has spoken to your heart about, what you have learned, you will walk in. And as you walk, you will grow. And as you grow, you will be able to handle responsibility. And as you handle responsibility, it will transform uh, what's in the earth today until it is from death and sickness and wickedness to righteousness and peace and joy, and there will be no sickness remaining. That is the destination. And he has called a body to be a part of that. That's not a future hope. That is today. We are walking in these things today. He has called you for that purpose today. You know, if you've had hands laid on you and prophecies over you, uh, about what, uh, how the Lord has placed you in the bo- in the body, that is His word. That's where you fit. You fit exactly there. And as you take that seriously and walk in that, you will be effective. Amen. I'll tell you, the enemy will not prevail. He may try, but he will not prevail. Do you know why? Because he has already been overcome. Amen. He knows it. He knows it, and we know it. <laughs> Praise God. But don't don't think for a moment don't think for a moment that there's nothing we can do we are absolutely a part of his will and his plan and his purpose to transform this earth into what it ought to be his kingdom not will be established but is being established it's established now in our homes we know something about the order of the home that will never stop those things that the Lord has laid out they will never end They will continue to grow and develop until they cover the earth. They are His words. Amen? Amen. Do we have a part of that? We absolutely have a vital part of that. We have a choice to walk in it or not walk in it. If we walk in it, we will see it come to pass. Amen? If you don't walk walk in it, you will still see it come to pass. But you'll be sorry about that. Let us take the things that the Lord has given unto us and treasure them as things of value, but use them. Exercise, exercise the, the things that the Lord has entrusted into your hands. You know, I love to watch uh hockey. We had uh, when I was growing up here we had <clears throat> Brother Livingston here who is an absolute fanatic about hockey. I mean he he loved hockey. <laughs> and there's no way that we would uh go through the winter without uh, not having a hockey rink. Uh, And, I mean, he'd be out there like minus 30 flooding the rink, you know. And he painted lines on the ice. I mean, we couldn't afford to play in their is or anything. We had to have it here. And uh, we'd strap on whatever skates we had and whatever padding we could find. But, uh, you know, (coughs) you get get out there when you're a a kid and uh, you're slapping the puck around on the ice and having fun... And you're pretty, you know, you fall pretty often. And you look at the the pros playing, and it's it's a real dream to watch. <laughs> you know where you came from. You know what it should look like. And you see them see them play. And I mean, that's that's maturity. If you like, that's that's the maturity of hockey. And I think uh, perhaps maybe that's not a very good example. But I think we're probably coming from the place where we've done a lot of tripping and falling. To the place where we will walk a mature walk. We are on that road. We are on that road. That does not depend on your ability in the slightest. That depends on your ability to yield to the Spirit. And you'll be put to the test. You'll be put to the test. He will ask things of you that will challenge you. You'll be challenged. You'll say, man, I cannot do that. And he will not relent on that. (laughs) Until you stand up. And take your place in his body. And he can begin to set responsibility upon you. You begin to feel that burden of responsibility coming upon you. He set the pattern for the home. We have a responsibility to walk in that. We have an absolute responsibility to order our homes just like that. And when we do that, when we are faithful in doing that, there is a a, a shelter, a covering over that household that nothing can touch amen amen your children may uh, put you to the test but i'll tell you you can instill things in their heart that can never be removed amen they might be walking over here for a while but they know that they're walking over here for a while i i know that i i tried that for a while i i grew up you get to the point you know where you a teenager or something and it just kind of felt you know my parents had just been telling me what to do all my life (laughs) I'm now mature you know (laughs) I'm just going to do some of these other things well it wasn't too long before you know you know my parents were right you know these things went and you know you start to kind of find out by a few knocks along the way that some of these things aren't so great after all (laughs) you know I think we kind of have to go through a little bit of that maybe but that, that that has never left my life. And I think those of us uh, who have had godly parents, who have instilled those things in their heart, those things are permanent. They are permanent. It will be a guiding light all of your days. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's the work that the Lord is doing. He's doing a permanent work. His Spirit transforms us from where we are to where he wants us to be we just yield to his spirit you may find uh, when you come to the place where uh, you know maybe you've been prayed over and you know what your gifts are and you feel you should exercise them uh, you may find that uh, maybe you were told to uh, I don't know prophesy or something that you would do that and you say a few stammering words and <clears throat> it wasn't that great and you're kind of disappointed don't give it a second thought you know, you'd just be standing ready the next time. Just think about the first time you strapped on skates. You know, how how spectacular was that? You know? <laughs> I remember lying on the ice, kicking holes in the ice with the skates because I couldn't go anywhere. But, you know, the, the Lord has placed within us the ability to fulfill that ministry. Otherwise, you know, that's not our own achievement. That's That's his achievement in us. We can have confidence in that. And if you fall, just know this: you're you're among a good crowd. We've all done it, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Okay, verse. Uh, okay, I read verse seven. I'll just back up and just reread that. Uh, is not this? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and th- that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, that's that's a good thing too, that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. The Lord is saying that. Don't let divisions come into our families that keeps us apart. Don't allow it. Overcome it. Uh, and and it will happen. You know, the enemy will buffet us where, wherever he can, and sometimes. Divisions that come into families are difficult to, to deal with. But don't, don't accept that. Don't accept that. He has promised that it would be different. He has promised that our, that our homes would be in order. And just hold the course. And even when there are times that it seems like you've done everything that you know, just keep it before the Lord. Just keep it before the Lord. You, we cannot go ahead and we don't want to fall behind, but you just let the Lord do the work that needs to be done. He is able. He doesn't start something that he can't finish. Never. Never. And what he has, what he has started in us, he can bring to completion. He has used absolutely impossible, uh, material to do it by. Like he has invested in himself in us. From a natural perspective, that's a hopeless situation, but he has enabled us. We, we are not in the place to be self-confident. We are in the place where we can be confident in Him. Amen? There's a big difference in that. Sometimes the, the only way that that confidence in Him can happen is for you to step out and just do it. You know, you might feel the prophesy. And you just feel that stirring to prophesy and you think, well, I'm just going to, you know, this is just going to be terrible. You know, I'm going to say something that the elders are going to tell me to sit down or something. It's just going to be terrible. And, you know, the enemy probably prompts you along that line too. You just do it. You just do it. And I'll tell you, if you get it wrong two or three times, never mind. Just keep doing it. And you will find, you will begin to sense the anointing of the Spirit. And, you, and as you say the words... You'll begin to feel that anointing build. And that these are not my words, these are his words. And you'll say it with confidence. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just be faithful in those things. Remember what the Lord has said to you and you've been prayed over and prophesied over. Remember those things. Keep them before you. Then shall I... Light break forth as the morning, and thy help shall spring forth speedily. Thy righteousness shall go before before thee; the glory of the Lord shall be thy rear guard. Then shall ye call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the of the finger, the speaking vanity, if you draw out thy soul to the hungry, satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity. And thy darkness be as a noonday. The Lord looks to us for that. When we see those that are in need, that we don't just walk by it. He looks for that in us. That's his spirit. I mean, that's that's how he views things. And we are his offspring. And he expects to see the same thing in us. That we don't just walk by a difficult circumstance and say, well, that's too bad. No. You know, we are administers of the goodness of the Lord. There are things we can do. And the Lord shall guide thee continually. Satisfy thy soul in drought. Make fat thy bones. Thou shalt be like a watered garden. And a a spring of water whose waters fail not. And I just like the way that it says that. The Lord shall guide thee continually. It's not sort of off and on. And I'll tell you this. Maybe you're going to think this is kind of not very normal or something, but <clears throat> whenever I'm kind of doing building or building something, I usually pray about it. I usually before I start a project I kind of pray about it. Because I know somewhere through this project I'm going to get stuck. You know? <laughs> but I, I I do that. I do that. and uh, uh, But sometimes, you know, you get a bit rushed. Oh, I'm, I, you know, I don't need to do that. I can just do this and you find yourself you do get stuck. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. You you might think, well, you know, the Lord's not interested in building something or that kind of. He's kind of interested in the things. I'll tell you, I don't think that's true. I think the Lord is interested in things that we're interested in. I think so. I think so. So I have, it's been my experience, as limited as that may be, and I'm no great shakes at building stuff. But it seems like when I pray about it, it just kind of seems to turn out better. <laughs> so just a little word of advice you can ask my wife i mean uh, i mean not that she sees me out praying over the project but i just close my eyes and just help me with this <laughs> and i you know there, there's something even in that i mean maybe this relates to guys that build stuff but when is when something is done you know that it's right somehow it just sits with you that's just the way that it should be it works you know that thing works like it's supposed to work it's just—it's just right. And I find that it—it it ends up that way most of the time when I pray. When I get in a rush and I man, I just got to get this done. And you get to the point where man, I just—I wish I hadn't even started this project. You know, you know. But you gotta—it's not—and it's not even so bad that you started it. You have to finish it, and when it's finished, you're not happy with it. You can ask my wife about this. There's times I just take it all apart again. Just kinda, you know, this has gotta be done over again. But there, there, there is a satisfaction no matter what the area is that the Lord has placed you and what, what you do. There is a satisfaction in knowing that what you're doing is right. There is a satisfaction in that. And knowing that you did not do that on your own. You can, you can say that, you know. I didn't. That, that's not my achievement. The Lord helped. The Lord just brought these things together. He did that, you know. And it just, it's just kind of a, I don't know how to say, it just does something to your heart, you know. That it, is just like that. Uh, you know, and it just, it, it says something about the greatness of our Heavenly Father. That He is so tremendously wonderful that He could care about what this guy is building in his backyard, you know that he could take the time to care about that. Now, that says something. That says something. But that is the Heavenly Father that we walk, that who has called us to walk with. That is our Heavenly Father that walks with us just like that. He is interested in the details of our life. Amen. Now, I'm on Ontario time here, so. (laughs) We've already missed lunch, so we'll just keep (laughs) going. And they that shall shall be of thee shall build the old ways places. Thou shalt raise up the foundation of many generations. Thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. Do you think those are idle words that the prophet just wrote that down because something to say? I think he was speaking the truth, you know. I think he was speaking under the anointing and he was just speaking the truth. That's, that's what you will be. You will be the repair of the breach. Your, the, the effect of your life, the effect of your walk will take things that are in disorder and will set them into order. And that will be a permanent work. That will be a testimony of your work. That you have, you have labored in something that the Lord has had his hand upon and you have been a participant in that and that is a permanent work and it was done right because you let the Spirit of the Lord guide you and walk with you in it. Amen? Amen. Um, thou, sh- If thou shalt turn thy foot from the Sabbath from doing thine own pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. <clears throat> now, I didn't write this, but what it, what it says to me, that the Lord honors the Sabbath day. That's what it says to me. I don't see anything different about that. I think these are his words. Sunday, or whatever day we refer to as the Sabbath, is not just like any other day of, of the week. It's not. The Lord has asked us to set that apart and to be available. You know, we meet together on Sundays. We have a responsibility to that. I'm not busy, uh, overhauling my car and can't get, can't get there. He, he tells us, you know, you just set that aside. One day out of seven, you just set that aside. You just set it aside. You be available. That's what he's saying. And <clears throat> It's it's not what we are seeing in the world today. I can, I can remember growing up that it was a different world. You know, stores were closed. I mean, you could walk downtown North Battleford here and nothing opened. I mean, you may as well stay home. But not so today. Not so today. It's pretty much business as usual. I'll tell you this. It's not business as usual for us. It is not. When the Lord says to honor the Sabbath day, To honor Sunday, that's what he means. And that's what, that's the way we walk. And whatever that requires of us, I know you may have jobs that, uh, you know, where, you know, there's no option there. And, you know, that's between you and the Lord. You know, we're not, we're not saying that, you know, quit your work and find something else. The Lord understands. He understands our circumstances. But, this, that day is not just the same as every other day of the week. Just set it apart. You, you will find, you honor the Lord on that day, you'll have more time the rest of the week to get stuff done that uh, you need to get done. You will not run out. And when you're doing stuff, he'll be with you in it. And when you're doing stuff, it'll turn out better. Yeah. If you've got him that's taking screws out when you're screwing screwing screws in, that's not going to work out too well. <laughs> he'll help you if we walk with him. Amen. That that's not walking under a heavy law. His laws aren't heavy. His burdens aren't heavy. He walks with you like a father. You know, he wants he watches over you. He's he's vitally interested in you. He wants to know that you walk right. And when he has set something that's important, he wants it to be important to you as well. And just learn to do that. Learn to honor him in that. You will you will not fall short because of that you will not so I just I just mentioned mention that in verse uh, 14 then yeah uh, <clears throat> verse 14 then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the herita- heritage of Jacob thy father for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it do you think he's able to fulfill his word? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If he has given you his word. You know. When uh, you've been prophesied over. Some of the things that uh, you're prophesied over at the time. You wonder. How is this ever going to happen? You know. But I'll tell you. It'll happen. It'll happen. I've experienced that. You've experienced that. You know. You know the Lord who said. Well you'll do this. And, and one of the things that. Uh. I remember as a you know a young person. They said they you know it was I, it was kind of a prophecy, but kind of how how a brethren that were praying and prophesying at the time felt. They said you know we we're feeling that you'll be doing some work in foreign countries, and my buddy said, "Well, you better pack your suitcase, boy." <laughs> well, it took a while, but that's absolutely the case. I mean, that's absolutely the case, and it's it's not. It's not a hardship, I'll tell you that. These other brethren that know uh, about that, it's a, it's a tremendous privilege. Kelvin knows about that, and other brethren, the wing, you know. It's, we are... It, it, that in itself is miraculous. Yeah. We are joined together. We, we are joined together with brethren in these countries that, that don't speak English, that have never owned a car, that live in a wood mud mud house, that uh, grow live off their gardens Don't have bank accounts Hardly know how to ca- handle cash Because they uh, barter Like they'll take a goat to the market And trade it for uh, fruit or something uh, And I'll tell you this We are absolutely one with those brethren Absolutely one We are a one mind, one heart We love them like our own family You brethren that uh, worked in those areas You know that's true there is a bond there that only the Lord can do. That is, has that nothing to do with human nature or human ability. That is, that is the, the word of the Lord that will cover the whole earth. You think he said that? That, you know, his word would cover the whole earth? You think he's just said that as that would be a good thing? He hopes that it'll happen? No. That, that is on a course that will never be deferred. There is no power under heaven and earth that will change that course. It, was, it is as certain as though it's already complete. It's just a matter of unfolding, 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 until it reaches that stage. But it is an absolute certainty. Yeah. I remember being working in the engineering field, and you kind of figure out, you know, what has to be done, and uh, <clears throat> you know what, you know, how this got a problem in a process or something. What what needs to be done? Uh, And how, how the process needs to be revised and a lot of effort goes into that, rebuilding stuff, redesigning stuff to to make that change. And then everybody's like this. (laughs) And it doesn't, it doesn't always work either. It doesn't always, but it's never that way in terms of walking with the Lord. He is an absolute authority and we have the privilege and the honor to walk under His headship. Praise God. If you would like more information about the moving of God's spirit or resources for your spiritual life please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org